The Water Coolest daily financial newsletter is now powered by Barstool Sports. It's the only newsletter that I read every morning to stay informed on what the hell is going on in the markets. You can check it out at barstool.link slash watercoolest. That's barstool.link slash watercoolest, W-A-T-E-R-C-O-O-L-E-S-T. It's 11-11 when I'm recording this right now, so... I'm jazzed because maybe that means it's going to be a really good episode, which obviously it will be because we have a great guest today. But first, let me talk to you guys about Mamitas. You guys know I drink this like all the time and I know you guys drink Mamitas all the time because you keep tagging me in Instagram stories and I feel like we're bonded through our love for tequila. Um, So keep tagging me because... I really enjoy seeing that you guys enjoy it as much as I do. And obviously, like Cinco de Mayo is around the corner. Oh my God, it's in two days. And you need a real tequila seltzer. So Mamitas is a hard seltzer made with real tequila. It has only 95 calories with a 5% ABV. So you know it will get the job done. I have a few of those and I'm feeling good, (laughs) especially now with summer around the corner. I mean, it is right here and Mamitas is the perfect drink if you're on a boat, if you're on the beach, if you're just hanging out with your friends, whatever it is, it comes in four delicious flavors, mango, pineapple, paloma, and lime. You can get them in four packs or variety packs of eight. It is mucho delicious. So tag them in all of your Cinco de Mayo pictures with your mamitas and hashtag mucho delicious. And don't forget to tag me too because I like to know that we're all drinking the same things and always on the same page. Um, Okay, let's kick it off. Hey, Mackenzie, what's going on? Nothing much. How are you? The people love Mackenzie. Oh, my God. And and it's so great um, to be able to feed off of someone. (laughs) I had a crazy fucking weekend. How was your weekend? Let's start with you. It was good. It was good. Yeah. Mine was okay. Um, I'm going to, first of all, just kind of start this episode. Let me just tell you guys, lay out what we're doing here. So I will catch you up on my shitty weekend. We will jump into the interview with Serena Kerrigan, the confidence coach queen, the let's fucking date entrepreneur. She is everything. You guys are going to feel so inspired. Then she joins me for Ask Alyssa and then we will spill the tea on what's going on in pop culture. I have a lot of shit to talk. So stay tuned until the end. But first, I'm going to tell you about my shitty ass weekend. Um, I'm not going to lie. I was PMSing. Oh, no. Just a raging hormonal psycho. <laughs> Do you, you know how some, some periods, it's like worse than others. Like sometimes you're like not that hormonal. You're not that, like you're fine. Yeah. And then other times you just can't stop crying. Yes, yes. That was me. Oh, my God. So it all started the night of the Summer House reunion. You're not really meant to cry like watching a Bravo reunion. Yeah, it's usually like entertainment. Yeah, no, sobbing. Oh, my God. <laughs> like, I don't know. Yeah. Like, I think just seeing Hannah cry. I was going to say, you're also friends with them, it, so it's kind of close to home for you. Just, like, seeing how hard Hannah was crying and Crocodile Tears My Ass. Like, that girl was hyperventilating on stage. Yeah. It was making me, like, so... Because I was PMS. Right, like, normally right. I it's wouldn't extra, cry. yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Sobbing. So I'm like, oh, shit, my period's coming. Because, <laughs> yeah. like, it's like you start crying at dog commercials. Mm-hmm. You, you know, you're crying at shit that wouldn't make you cry. Yes, yes, exactly. <sighs> so I'm sobbing. <laughs> 
next day period comes I'm like okay there we go makes sense makes sense at Uh, least it's justified yeah (laughs) exactly I didn't stop crying for three days like so then I went down to my shore house with my parents for the weekend and my sister and her husband and that was great and like I knew I was kind of like an off mood but I put it aside and just put my best foot forward and then later um during the weekend I went out to dinner with three couples and me (laughs) and I don't feel like, you know, I'm really good at not feeling like the fifth, in this case, seventh wheel. Yeah. Because usually it's with people that I know and like they're so, you know, the girls sit on one side, the guys sit on the other. It's not like they're sitting there making out at the table. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like I'm always honestly fine with it. And um, it wasn't that that made me feel like single or sad. Like it didn't stir up any single emotions. It was, I get really bad anxiety when I'm at a table with couples and I know the check is coming yeah and I know they're all gonna split it and then either they're gonna have to pay for me yeah or I'm gonna have to pay for myself and then it's the awkward thing of like the math yeah because it's like oh well you're one person and we're two right yeah so I like already started feeling it like (laughs) building inside of me and then the checks came and then this is so silly guys but like this is my truth the men all take out their credit cards to pay right. for the couples. Mm-hmm. And then I'm like the only girl like fumbling in my wallet. Like, here's my card. Yeah. And then everyone's like, oh, well, like you're only one person. And like, obviously, like they didn't include me. Like they paid for me, which yeah. is great. But yeah. that also doesn't make me feel good. Yeah. Because then I'm like, you're getting stuck paying for me. Right. And there's no good way about it. Yeah. Because it's like this awkward dance mm-hmm. of me. So because I'm PMSing when I got in the car I was hysterical hysterical and I'm just like I just feel like so dumb (laughs) and like I couldn't control myself because I was like I just feel like it's so awkward like there's all of these men and it's like you want someone almost to kind of take care of you and be like I got you right yeah which they did do yeah but I just felt it was it's how I felt Mm mm-hmm and then I felt guilty because they're like, of course, like you didn't, I didn't drink. So they yeah. were like, you didn't even drink. Like your meal was like 20 bucks. Right, like fine. we're fine splitting it. Like mm-hmm. we all drink multiple drinks. Yeah. But at the same time, you're like, uh, I want to pay for myself. And it's not about it's the like money. A back and forth. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. It's like not about me wanting to be cheap and like pay for me. It's like, yeah. it's like this awkward power dynamic of me feeling like I don't have someone to like be there to take care of me. Yeah. And then I'm like, all the men are sticking their hands in their wallet and I'm like this little girl, like, <laughs> here's my Yeah. Card. Like you're like the kid, like at the dinner table or something. <laughs> it gives me such bad anxiety. And no, it's just I totally like, get that. it's one of those things that like haunts me because then you feel like a burden yes. but it's like you shouldn't have to feel like a burden for no. being single like you said they obviously didn't care to pay for it like it's not about the money at all it's, it's like just a like the feeling yeah yeah <sighs> it, i still hate it like <laughs> yeah now even that i'm not pmsing like i'm still it still makes me uncomfortable yeah i don't know i mean i wanted to bring it up because i feel like it's relatable because i feel like any single person could understand what it feels like in that situation yeah definitely and like Again, it wasn't about me feeling single. It was just about me feeling like kind of alone in that situation. Like, wow, I don't have a duo. Yeah. Yeah. So that made me sad. (laughs) 
then I cried again all week. <laughs> like, I literally, guys, a wreck. But it's not even like I'm crying about real things. Like, nothing in my life is wrong. I'm just, it's genuinely like female hormones. Yes, yeah, and you don't even know. Like, sometimes I'll call my dad crying, and he's like, what is wrong? And I'm like, I honestly have no idea. I just need to cry a little bit. <laughs> Wait, that's <laughs> And he gets so mad at me. He's like, I well, called my why mom. Why calling me? <laughs> I called my mom, and she's like, it's not that deep. Like, it's fine. Exactly. And I was like, I just need you to hear me out. Yeah, exactly. It has nothing to do with them, but I'm just like, like, I just needed to talk about it, okay? Uh-huh. And I was like, I know it's not that sad, but I'm sad, and yeah. I just need to talk about it. It literally, that's exactly what I do, too. Oh, my God. Like, hormones, dude. I'm actually going back on birth control, which I haven't been on for many years. Um, I had a sonogram last week. That makes it sound like I'm pregnant. <laughs> there's no way I'm pregnant, ladies. Um, but I have a, like, um, like a cyst. Oh. And, um, which is normal. Like, most women, like, they pass and yeah. whatever. But they just want to put me back on birth control. One, to, like, manage my raging hormones in my cramps because mm-hmm. they're out of control. Mm-hmm. And then also um, because it manages, like, cysts and stuff. So. Right. I am going back on it. I'm actually curious what Dr. Will Cole would have to say. Oh, yeah. Because I feel like a lot of doctors like that don't believe in, like, putting hormones into your body. Yeah. Um, so I need to follow up with him on that blood work situation. Oh, yeah. Get your results. Yeah. But I'm going back on that. Um, I did dip my toe back into the dating scene. It has been extremely discouraging. Mm-hmm. I saw this, like... Okay, so I told my therapist, I'm like, I want to go on a date with someone. This is, like, really fucked up. I'm like, I want to go on a date with someone that, like, I'm not really interested in because I don't want it to be about, like, trying to meet the right person just to get my toe back like into practice. dating. practice, yeah. Yes, yeah. exactly. Mm-hmm. And she was like, that's fine. Yeah, like, like yeah. when you have job interviews, it's like, even if you don't really want the job, you still do the interview to get practice doing interviews exactly like I was like I just need someone to rip the band-aid off that I have no expectations yes yeah so I saw this guy on Bumble I redownloaded Bumble because Hinge is like kind of annoying sometimes and it said like living month to month in Airbnbs like traveling the country work and finance just like enjoying this time in the pandemic yeah but he's currently in New York so I'm like this is perfect no strings attached yeah he's gonna leave eventually he's gonna leave like we could just go on a date and he was really cute. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> this is what I messaged him. Oh, gosh. I said, I'm intrigued by what you're doing. Where are you originally f- from? He wrote back, bae, oh. heart eyes, what? down to cuddle. What? <laughs> Immediately? S- yep. So, okay, so let me get this straight. You're not staying in Airbnbs. You're finding chicks on Bumble to sleep with. Yeah, like couch surfing. He's couch surfing, this motherfucker. Is that not like. That's so bizarre. Okay, so to answer your question with that is so bizarre. Then this other guy, I said, Michael, please tell me you have a good Uber rating. (laughs) That's how I started. (laughs) That's very funny. Yeah, that's actually good. He said, it's almost five. I said, phew, we're okay then. He said, why is that? I said, it says a lot about a person. And he just writes back, LOL. Oh. Convo dead. Oh, okay, yeah, over. Like, give me something, right. people. And that's a good first line, again, because it's funny. It's not just, hey, what's up? How's it going? Yeah, because I asked this other guy, it, and he gave me his rating. And then yeah. he was like, so what's the last place you ordered from on Seamless? Like, and it was funny. <laughs> yeah. Like, he kind of played it back. Like, yeah. okay, now you tell me something. Right, yeah. And now we've been chatting. Yeah. But, like, it's just like crazy out there yeah it is, it is <laughs> it's so like crazy. the wild west <laughs> oh my god 
god. Okay, and then I do want to fill you guys in on Mirrorgate 2021. Oh my gosh, I forgot about that actually. <laughs> okay, so I said last week that I was in the process of potentially getting this mirror. <laughs> I know most of you follow me on Instagram, so you know what happened, but I posted the mirror on my stories which is my first mistake now I know if I ever want to buy something from Facebook marketplace I'm not telling you bitches because <laughs> you guys came for the mirror oh my gosh. also guys I'm kidding I love you so much <laughs> but um everyone like my followers saw oh my god the anthropology mirror is on a cheap like a more affordable price on Facebook marketplace yeah. so everyone started trying to get it yeah oh. and it went into like literally a bidding war yeah. so then the girl said to me she's like I have so many offers coming in and like I'm just not sure I want to sell it I think I listed the price too low oh, so I was like what price can I meet you at yeah. like let me know yeah. and she was like actually you know I think I'm just gonna keep it for myself uh what? And she was being really weird about the logistics of it all. She was like, how are you going to get it from me? And I'm like, I'm hiring a moving company. Mm -hmm. She goes, which moving company? I want to make sure they're reliable. It's like, once you sell me the mirror and it's you have the money. It's not anymore, yeah. yeah. If I break it, what's it to you? Exactly. Like, so then I tell her the company and she's like, okay, well, I'm selling. Other people are interested and they don't need to hire movers. I'm like, what do you care about the movers? Yeah. Like, I don't understand what this has to do with you, how I'm getting it to and from. Right. Like, she was just being so picky. Mm -hmm. So then she says to me, I think I'm going to keep it. I said, okay, I'm done. I'm out. Yeah. Because she's raising the price. She wants to keep it. She's being wishy-washy. Mm -hmm. It's going to fall through. Right. At this point, I hired the movers. I did everything. I had to cancel everything. Yeah. Because she already told me it was mine. So then I bought a CB2 mirror. Which now, in hindsight, I'm so much happier that I bought that one because it's not as basic. Like, everyone has the other mirror. That's true. So, I buy it. <laughs> I get a message from her. Oh, my God. Hey, Alyssa. One of your friends reached out to me letting me know that you work for Barstool and you're an amazing human. If you want the mirror, it's all yours. Oh, my God. <laughs> so, I'm like, who from the tea tribe yeah, like one <laughs> reached of your out friends? to this girl? It was not a friend. Yeah. So I was crying. Guys, I had tears. I was crying, laughing. I was like, the tea tribe is savage yeah. and I fucking love it because <laughs> they have my back. Right. So I posted it on my story. And then finally, like, someone came forward and she's like, it was me. She's <laughs> like, look, I'm from New York. She was, she's like, she was fucking you around and I couldn't stand Can't it anymore. That. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh she was like, God. I needed to tell her who, like, what's up. And yeah. I was like, I'm dead That's so funny so then I said to her I'm like look like I bought something else like it's fine mm -hmm. so then I noticed she raised the price by $200 and sold it to someone oh else oh my for, like, gosh like, this thing. I'm like what is this a house going into a bidding war right exactly it's literally a mirror <laughs> <laughs> so guys I am happy with my CB2 mirror it's actually more like mid-century modern slash art deco which fits the vibes of my apartment more and everyone was dming me being like okay i like this one better yeah and i ordered a new rug i'm gonna switch out my art and i feel like my room is done so i will continue to keep you guys posted on the progress i am um doing a vlog this week so stay tuned for later in the week i will be dropping my vlog and then another little thing is um i'm dropping my merch so when this episode comes out it will come out tuesday morning or at midnight whatever it is um 8 p.m on tuesday I am dropping my new merch. If you're watching this on YouTube or if you're seeing this in clips, I'm wearing currently the underdressed and stressed um, long sleeve t-shirt. 
I keep calling it a t-shirt, but it's it's long sleeves, but it's like a it's that material. You know yeah, what I yeah, mean? Yeah. Like long sleeve tee. Yeah, I, I don't know, like long sleeve shirt, but it's t-shirt yeah. material. Mm-hmm. Um, I like to wear these. I like to size up and wear them with leggings and like biker shorts in the summer. And then also, I have this amazing manifest sweatshirt with the same like pastel rainbow design. I'm having another um, manifest t-shirt version made for those of you that don't want to buy a sweatshirt and you want to just like wear it tied up with jeans or jean shorts, whatever. Um, Then we also have a full cute yellow sweatsuit. A few new things. I mean, everything's amazing. It's my favorite. Oh, we have the Hate It But Love It merch. Oh, yes. Really cute sweatpants, really cute t-shirt. There's just so much good stuff. It's super spring. So again, 8 p.m. on Tuesday, everything will be out. Um, I'm so excited for you guys. Make sure that when you're wearing your merch, like tag me in photos so I could repost you guys on the tea with publicity. Instagram. Um, but okay, let's hop into my interview with Serena. She is amazing. She is going to be on Siesta Key on MTV. She just reached 100,000 followers on Instagram. She is an entrepreneur. She is a boss bitch. She's got so much going on for her. And I just can't wait for you guys to hear this because she is someone that I'm so excited that I have connected with. Before we get into the interview with Serena, I want to talk to you guys about Taser. I've been vocal about um, my experience on the subway lately. If I'm being completely honest, I've actually felt super unsafe majority of the time. I just think with the coronavirus, um, it's been different. Like, people aren't really going to their nine to five jobs so the subways aren't as busy so there's been times where I'm in a cart alone um, which makes me feel really unsafe or there's been times where I'm with people that have no masks or they're just like not completely with it and they're making me feel uncomfortable so it's actually been such a blessing for me that we've been partnering with Taser here at Barstool because they gave me the taser strike light and I've been traveling with this in my purse and it honestly makes me have like a little bit peace of mind that I could protect myself in case like something uncomfortable happens it is available without a permit in most U.S. states and you can get it at taser.com with promo code T and save 15% now at taser.com with promo code T Spelled T A S E R dot com. Promo code T. Restrictions apply. You could see the site for details, but whether you're in New York City or you're in California or you're on a hike or you're, you know, living in a neighborhood that's unsafe or on a college campus that's in an area that makes you feel uncomfortable, I know that for me, I feel safer knowing that I have my taser strike light in my purse. It's just like a little bit of safety and reassurance. Um, So I really, really highly recommend it to you guys. It's rechargeable. It's high powered. It comes with a flashlight on one end of it. So even just I feel like flashing it around, people would be like, oh shit, I'm backing up. (laughs) Yeah, it's so loud. It's so loud. It would scare anyone even if it doesn't touch them. Uh, Yeah, and again... I've been feeling really unsafe on the subway, so it's been really great for me. Um, Okay, so I just wanted to share that with you guys, and I hope that you, you know, protect yourself, especially as women. Like, we need to protect ourselves. I am going to jump into the interview now with Serena, 
who I can't say enough good things about, so let's get into it. Hey guys, I am sitting here with Serena fucking Kerrigan. What's going on? It sounds hot when you say it like that. Wait, is your middle name actually fucking? Fucking duh. <laughs> I saw you say this the other day, that you changed it when you were 18. This, yeah. this is real? Of course. I can't. I can't. What do your parents think? I hate it. Do I care? No. <laughs> My mom will like always be like, you t- you say too many curse words on the podcast. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, mom, let me live. Yeah. I'm not like out here doing drugs. You know, like I'm fine. I'm doing those things, but <laughs> <laughs> kidding. But also cursing. Yeah. I'm like, I'm not, I'm not that bad if that's the worst that I could do. Well, that's the thing. I think, you know, people that have been offended by the word and by the way, it's not just my parents. It's like managers, agents, employers, teachers, sorority girls, ex-boyfriends, mm. fuck boys. They're all like, you should take out the fucking because like it's going to be like intimidating, offensive. People are going to like, you know, question your reputation. And I'm like, let's think about this for a second. It's an empowered woman, you know, saying she's Serena fucking Kerrigan. Like, why is that? So why does that pain you so much? And I really stuck to my gut. Like people like. Th- Everyone was like, you're not going to get brand deals. You're not going to get a job. Like, I, it's on my resume. Like, I and, love it. And I disagree. I think being polarizing gives you momentum, and it makes people pay attention to you. And we love a spotlight. We love a spotlight. Um, there's so much to dive into here. And, okay, I want to get started talking about the show that you created, Let's Fucking Date. Mm-hmm. And this just, like, was birthed in the queue I feel like you're you're what sitting at home single in the quarantine and seeing like a moment in time to be like I need to do something and capitalize on this moment or was it not even that like did it start strategic or did it just kind of evolve yeah I mean I was just sick of masturbating 24 (laughs) 7 and I was like I need a corona boyfriend and I like titled it like I think bustle actually interviewed me because I I could not stop talking about like I need a corona boyfriend a boyfriend that's gonna just get me through what we thought the pandemic was gonna be what like two months we thought we would flatten the curve and we'd see summer and like I was like so just like a little bit of time where we don't have to date afterwards but just like to keep me company like give me orgasms like feed me like wine with me whatever you know and the guy that I actually was like hooking up with dating ish like got covid so he was out for the count but he's fine now and then (laughs) like it just didn't really work out and then I started doing the show because I started going live on Instagram I just quit my job at refinery 29 I was a video producer for three and a half years I was like I'm gonna go build my brand everything that I had in the works like dried up instantly obviously and I was just sitting in my living room everyone left the city my parents were uptown and so I couldn't like hit them up and be like want to chill like you know yeah not that I would, but <laughs> whatever. Actually, I would because I'm the only child. I do that do that frequently. But I was – as a creator in that time, this is like before the t- big TikTok also blow up of like now everyone's a creator. But it yes. was like that time in March where I was like, I'm just going to try different content ideas because I have nothing to lose. All I have is time. And I also felt like I actually had a very short amount of time, a very short window because I thought that the pandemic would be very short-lived, mm. that I had people's attention. So I just started trying different things. And I had a lot of live experience at Refinery. So I was like, I'll just go live. And I was going live every day at 6 p.m. getting fucking blackout, talking to my fans. It was called Quarantinis with SFK. And how many followers did you have before this on Instagram? Like 20-something, 20. And I'm Which just goes to show, though, by the way, like, you could have a smaller audience, but if they're super engaged, 
it doesn't matter. It's all about having a, a smaller audience. Like 100%. truly, like I mean, don't get me wrong. Like Addison Rae's fans die for her, obviously. Yeah. But I'm I I thought that that was something that always like you know like was annoying or discouraging. Like oh, but I have such a small fan base. But I realized like they they know me. Like they really know me, and they also were a part of my journey of my career so when I win they feel so invested like Mm -hmm. they won and especially with this show like I literally I did it because I was so fucking single and I was like you know it would be funny if I just went live with a guy that I didn't know a blind date set up by a friend every everyone was free it was Friday night it's like what was anyone doing you (laughs) know I was like someone's got to know someone and I did it and it 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 really picked up and I had a good friend of mine being like you should ditch quarantinis because like no one needs to see you black out again (laughs) and you should you know focus on this show because clearly that you have you're onto something here and so I did the show about three times and then I launched the Instagram and then I hired someone to help me run that page and then it, it really it evolved into what it is now. But, like, no, I think that as a creator, it's it's funny. When I walked in here, I was like, damn, look at this podcast studio. I'm moving out of my apartment right now, and I have probably, like, $1,000 worth of podcast equipment because I was going to start a podcast before mm-hmm. the pandemic. And then I was like, wait, I don't want to fucking start a podcast. Like, I just, like, it's not – it yeah. wasn't for me. I like being on – my face is very emotive. Well, that's why we do on camera, too, because this airs right. on YouTube. Right. But, like, I wasn't – No. You know, it's I like, was... unless you have a studio like this. Correct. Exactly. Like, this is fucking fire. So, you know, I, I was I – mean, now I'm trying to, like, sell all of my fucking podcast equipment, like, on Instagram. Um, and I realized I was, like, that was a really good lesson that I learned, which is, like, you don't do the strategy, spend so much money on the logo and the studio and everything until you have a concept that actually works. And that's going to – you have to – wait like be patient try different things out you know like and I think people get so bogged down on like the logo and the font color when like if you look back on our feed on let's fucking date I like could not it's just more. like tragic what we picked but it doesn't matter because you're going to evolve and everything is going to evolve oh my god you okay but that's an entrepreneur mind because yeah. I tell people this all the time like you we have people coming to us for business advice all the time women and what I always say to people I'm like you just fucking start just start and then evolve like when I first started being like an influencer on Instagram a blogger I wanted to be like Mariana Hewitt I was like ooh, everything's mauve and blush and like it is so gorgeous I didn't own clothes that looked like that you know like I was wearing like DVF wrap dresses that were like rainbow at the time like this was years ago and yeah of course like but I couldn't be Mariana Hewitt because I wasn't her I was me and like it took me years to find my own voice but like that didn't mean I wasn't an influencer for all those years I just you know you didn't like something you archive it you delete it you keep it moving and you evolve I think that people are their own worst enemy and self-sabotage they don't they they're so afraid of failure which by the way I don't believe failure exists you're constantly learning and I don't I just believe that mistakes are learning lessons but you know they they stop themselves from actually starting something and I think that with let's fucking date like I play to my strengths which was that I love live I don't like editing so like mm. I want to do something and I never want to see it again so that was perfect for Let's Fucking Date I love an audience I love engaging with new people I love dating I love being polarizing and fun and then I just leaned into what I, I liked that was natural I wasn't trying to be someone else exactly and you can't be someone else like you really just have to be yourself and that's what I've learned with content also why would you want to be someone else like you are you bitch and that is your power exactly it really is and And it takes people a long time. Like, they sit around, like, 
trying and thinking about it and thinking about it. It's like, just do it. That's what I Nike. always say to people. I know it's so Nike, <laughs> but it's so true. It's like, it's go true. for it. Well, okay. So the show became a crazy success. You have like over 2 million views and there's been what? Two seasons, three seasons, three seasons, 50 first dates. I, I did I 50 men in the pandemic. Like one up me, bitch. Wait, I saw that you ran into a man that you were dating in LA last week. Yes. Were you dying? he was like a really strong contender for season two like when I people are always like but did you actually like the guys and I'm like yeah like especially in the beginning like season one was there was no way of meeting people Mm. so like a lot of the guys like I actually like I would say like a handful like maybe three I actually had like profound connections what okay profound is a little strong (laughs) I had connections we FaceTimed after you know and I met one of them in person two of them in person but season two was a tougher season because things were opening up a little bit and Mm. like you know, the format was the same one from season one, but, like, it was exciting nonetheless. But I personally wasn't obsessed with anyone. And then season three was, like, I mean, it was it was different. So you <laughs> met a guy, right? He yes. surprised you. Right. So for season three, so this is also another piece of advice. You have to constantly, like, reinvent yourself and reinvent what you're doing. And so I had a great format, a great show, pe- great audience that were so engaged. I got like six figure deals from sponsors for season two, including from Bumble. Like I nailed that format, right? So I was like, I don't want to fucking do the show anymore. I'm not going to meet anyone. I was always the winner. Mm. Every season it was yeah. like, who's the winner? Yeah. It's like me, bitch. You know, like I was like, done. You're always the bachelorette. Oh, yeah, of course. Because <laughs> I'm not going to settle, okay? Yeah. Nobody, nobody's going to settle. So I was like, I don't want to do season three. And my team was like, okay, we can't just not do another season without letting the fans know. You know, you tell them, right? Like any other television show. You can't just like stop (laughs) unless it gets canceled on Netflix. Um, So I was like, okay, if we do this, we need to completely reinvent the format. So usually a season would be like two to three months long. We wouldn't really ever have an end date. We just like hope for the best. Because you understand like (laughs) these guys are fucking random. This is not, they're not actors. They're literally guys from my friends of fans yeah you're relying on people to actually recommend yeah then we did casting on tiktok because we're like who wants to date me you know what i mean (laughs) like it's hard so um and you also have to cast people that even though we want real guys that have to be gone on tv and that's another thing too that's like that's what i was just gonna say it's an incredibly difficult show to produce and to cast and people that want to be on online because like some guys that I know that are amazing who I'd want to recommend they'd be like hell no I'm not putting this out there and I that's probably the guy that I'll honestly end up with you know because also then we have the clout chasers and you know what why are they really here and then they later like yeah listen to my podcast and I'm like "Ah, ah, 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 ah." this is a date I got a vibe I got that vibe from some of them that I saw right so season three we reinvented reinvented the wheel we did 10 guys over the course of a month it was like kind of it's called fantasy fucking date and the audience would vote so that was different because I would always be like, okay, should I do a second date? Should I not? Mm. Whatever. Should they move on? This was like, there was a clear winner and there was a winner and he surprised me in New York and he was beautiful, um, a little young and I visited him in LA and then we broke up two days later. Yeah. So have you talked about this publicly? No. Okay. Because I'm so curious what went wrong. Yeah, I know. I got weird vibes from him. You know, I, I'm never going to speak ill of him. He's a, <laughs> ah, yeah. Not weird. I got no. like clout vibes. Yeah, we love weird. I think that, you know, he is, you know, 
not from the United States, like, is yeah. young as fuck, like, is beautiful, really, yeah, he's truly really the most beautiful guy, like, ever, <laughs> and I got fucking blinded by that, no, but we honestly, like, he was very sweet to me, like, I went through some stuff, and he was really there for me, and I just think that, like, we're in different places of our lives, Yeah, but there were some things that were very confusing on the second trip when I saw him again, you know, like, I yeah. thought we were heading in a direction, and I was very much... We were very much not, yeah, you know, and um, and that was really surprising. And I remember just like crying in the hotel bathroom, like, and I was just being like, "Oh my fucking god!" Like, I'm single again. After. Yes, like I just went through all. I of I just this. was like, I thought I fully had a boyfriend, and I was like, I do not have a boyfriend. I I'm babysitting right now. So I um I but then I realized I was like, wait, like no, like I need a man. Like I do need a man. I need a man that like is has his shit together you know and it's not to say that you know the guy that won season three won't at some point totally not right now yeah and like you know I just I I need to be treated like a queen I 100% agree and I also think he could have went into the experience super open-minded but it doesn't mean that you're like also like snap your fingers ready for a relationship like you're ready for a relationship because you've been going through this process and you're actually trying to meet someone someone that's like yeah I'll just it's like people that go on The Bachelor and they're like I'll just see like if it happens it happens it's like you're but not as attached to the outcome. A hundred percent. I respect him not wanting to be in a relationship right now. Given yeah. And that he's also in such a transition of his life. He's graduating college. Okay. I'm 27. Like, okay. So he's too young for way you. Way too young. Yeah. But, but that being said, things were not um, communicated clearly. Yeah. There was a lot of mixed messaging. Yeah, that makes sense. But honestly, like such a great lesson for me to learn, which is that even if they're so fucking beautiful, it doesn't mean that like they're right for you and i've ne- because i've never the been the beautiful ones are the wrong ones i know but i've never gone for the beautiful ones you know what i mean so i like met him and i was like damn like i can have the beautiful and everything else and you know it's not that he doesn't have everything else but he didn't have it for me you know i've learned from my experience <laughs> the beautiful ones are the like and i'm not i don't know anything about this guy i'm just saying from my yeah. experience like they are the ones to stay away from because you know what it is? It's never worked and I, out. We're not talking about the guy anymore. Yeah, we're just yeah. talking general. in general. We're moving on. Beautiful people that were like legit gorgeous their whole life, like they didn't have to rely on, be- like they literally didn't have to rely on anything. But like being funny. I'm sorry. Or, yeah. But me, who was not cute, like not, like literally not until like maybe last year, honestly. Um, <laughs> like I had to rely on my humor, like, you know, being outgoing, you know, just being like smart, witty, yeah, smart, witty, like a people person. And so I'm like, thank God I had my, I didn't, I never peaked. I never will peak, but I, I definitely mm. had to glow up later in life. I'm having the opposite thing happen where I peaked and now I'm getting Honey, uglier. No, no, no. First of all, we never speak badly about ourselves <laughs> ever. You're with the queen of confidence. I know. And it's bad. No, you don't, you're not peaking. Uh, no, no. I did. I so did. No, no, you, you didn't peak. Uh-uh. No. You decide. Okay, everyone who's listening, you, de- yeah. you literally decide the narrative of who you are, right? So it's no, like, it's true. The reason why I'm hot is because I actually started to think and say that I was yeah. hot, right? And you feel it. You feel it and you believe it. Right. Because I'm just like the same way I would hype, you know, my best friend up. Like, I just started to hype myself up. And then I was like, oh, my God. Like, I, di- I am hot. And then people were like, you got so hot. I'm like, like, wow, you're stunning. I literally didn't change anything. (laughs) Thank you. You know, except that I I started to believe it. So no, I do have to agree. I grew up my whole life super confident. I really did. And like I say, that's the one thing, you know, like parents fuck us up even if they don't mean to. Like even if they're the best parents in the world, like something goes wrong. Everyone's going to get fucked. Like no one had a perfect childhood. No. But I, I joke. I'm like the one thing my mom did really right was like she raised me and my sister to be super confident. That's the best thing she could have done. It's like crazy. Yeah. Like, to the point, though, where it got me in trouble when mm. I was younger because, like, I walked around like my shit didn't stink. Like, you know, That's I was good. like, 
Well, I think there's a difference, right, between being cocky and confident. Yes. And, like, you know, you lifting other people's up, up with you is yeah. important, but, like, not, like, being like you. I don't think I was cocky, but I just, like, I think it was, like, other people that were insecure, it made them feel some type then of way. fuck them. That I was, like, comfortable in my own fuck skin. Fuck them. I'm so, I wish I had that experience. Like, I was not confident growing up, and that's why I, like, built this whole brand, because... I figured it out and then I was like oh I need to tell people like what the secret is but really I, I believe that you can't truly be happy until you love yourself so your mom like fucking killed it well the issue is now this is getting into my therapy shit but honestly the issue is that then I lost some of that confidence mm-hmm. and when I put on weight and that I was always so confident that I didn't know how to deal with not being confident right. so I agree like I'm innately confident but you work every day to be like i'm yeah. that bitch yeah and like i'm a catch and, and i'm are. cool and yeah and like you know i i do feel those things like deep down so how do you teach people because okay the big thing that got out about you which i thought was so funny oh God. was that queen victoria from <laughs> matt james season of the bachelor was one of your like clients <laughs> and that you told her to like be a queen yeah I, I, <laughs> and she was a queen girl like she really took that to heart um but she i heard her in an interview she has super nice things to say about you it sounds like you guys have a great relationship but i just thought it was so funny how it all came out that you were the one <laughs> to tell her that. yeah that was hilarious everyone was like oh so it's your <laughs> fault and i was like no you know i think it was interesting we met twice and the first time was I, you know, th- let's just say after the first time when she told me that she was going on The Bachelor the second time, I was like, I would highly advise you to not do that because an environment like that, it's like it's it's literally designed to break women down. They yes. are not allowed to bring their phones. They're not allowed to bring music, movies, books, nothing. They're Talk sitting in a room all day. So, yeah. Sitting in a room all day staring at a wall or fucking talking about this guy. And so you're literally brainwashed to believe you have feelings, right? And so then what they do really well, the producers, they will go to you. I mean, this is also, I don't, I, she didn't tell me any of this and I don't know, but I, I also know because I have a lot of experience with reality television. Yeah. The producers will be like, you can like, we'll give you extra time with Matt if you do this. So what are you going to fucking do? You've been staring at a wall for literally a week. Like, oh, you're like, fine, fuck it. I'll do it. Right. 100%. They pray, or they'll be like, you're like, you know, someone who's insecure, like that needs that validation. They're going to. So anyway, when I watched that, I was bummed because I was like. I know she's a really good person and, you know, it's all television. It's all fucking fake. But I also think, like, tearing other women down is just, like, you don't do that. And I told her. I said, do make friends in the house. Do not tear women down. Talk to yourself in the mirror. So that was the biggest thing. It's, like, you need to talk to yourself in the mirror. And whoever says it's weird, literally, like, so much of what we're taught in society, especially women, is fucking weird and wrong. That mm-hmm. we have to be married by 30. That, you know, we have to look a certain way, act a certain way. That's bullshit, right? Yeah. What isn't weird is looking at yourself in the mirror and that is your best friend and being like I fucking love you and hype that person up the same way if I was feeling like shit what would you say to me that is exactly what you say to yourself so true and it's so simple but that kind of reframing of seeing yourself as a best friend you're so less likely to be critical like I never speak badly about myself because I would never speak badly about like my roommate or you Mm. you know that's amazing I think that's one thing like I work on is like the negative self-talk just because like I said when I went through that experience like it all of a sudden I started having negative self-talk where I never did and you have to rewire yourself to be like you literally can never you can say a feeling like I'm feeling bloated I'm feeling you know discouraged like I'm feeling frustrated feelings go away but when you say I already peaked no because now I'm like okay yeah she did Mm -mm. if you say I never peak I'd be like yeah you literally don't yeah that you decide who you are it's so important okay never again cutting it all out yeah literally you are the fucking writer producer director of your life bitch so never again 
like only good things. No, I literally love that. I think that that's such a strong, empowering message because what I try to do is give people similar advice, but sometimes you don't always take your own advice and you so try. So that's the thing. We work daily to try to be the people that like we want to be Mm -hmm. but how do you how are you this person all the time like do you have to kind of remind yourself like you have a negative thought and you have to try to push it out or are you at the point now where you're just like innately thinking this way I think that it's just like you know my roommate for example might do something that I don't like you know or like do something stupid or like you know but do I all of a sudden say like let's just say or let here let's give a scenario my roommate comes in the room and she goes ugh a guy ghosted me do I say to her like yeah like of course he ghosted Mm. you because you're a piece of shit and you're ugly and you're never gonna find someone or do I go like that fucking sucks fuck that guy like you're so fine but maybe you shouldn't have like arrived three hours late to the right that's the kind to the date you know no it's true yeah ultimately like I love her do I agree with everything she does no but like if something happens to her like that kind of dialogue that I have with her I really I really have it with myself. Like, I'm serious. Like, I record myself all the time. Or I'm, and if there's a puddle on the fucking sidewalk, you bet your ass I'm, like, winking at that girl in, in, in the reflection because that's what I would do with a friend if I saw them on the street. I'd be like, hey, all the time. And so, like, do I get down on myself? Of course there are moments that I do. But I, I treat myself with that nurturing and kindness that I would any friend or any person in my life that I love. And we're just so not taught to do that, which makes no sense because who's the most consistent person in your life? It's you. But Mm -hmm. you're not nurturing that relationship the same way you would someone you love. It's so so true. And I actually, that example was funny because I, when I go on a date and I don't, if I don't hear from the guy or doesn't go well, that's where I say like my confidence comes in. I'll be like, what a loser for not calling me back. Like I'm a catch. Like I genuinely think that way. Whereas I have friends who will be like, what did I do wrong? How come I, and I try to instill this in them because I feel that way. Yeah. I'm like, I'm like, why are you even thinking about that? Like, it's a shame that he's missing out on an opportunity with you. Why do we give men this power? Because ultimately, and this is why, like I always say, you have to date yourself, i.e. literally like go in front of your mirror and have a fucking dinner date if you need to. Literally with yourself before you start dating because this is what happens. You, You will take it personally if you get rejected or you will settle for the first guy that gives you attention Without real, like, is yes, he a good fit 100%. for me? Right. Like, very quickly with the guy that won LFD season three, I was like, with, I, literally, I spent maybe a total of four days with him, and I was like, it's a no. And I could have stayed because I'm like, he, you know, he still wants to talk to me, and he's so good he's looking, and like, yeah. he, we picked each other, and he, whatever. No. I was like, he's not for me. I deserve more. I deserve better. Mm-hmm. And I would have never gotten to that place five years ago if I hadn't really nurtured the relationship with myself first. No, I think that's like the strongest piece of advice. You have to be the happiest like with yourself. Like if you could be the best person with but other But also people. like if you didn't, if you don't, if the first thing you say when a guy goes to you is like, mm, something's wrong. Like oh, why? Like I'm, I must be the worst. It's like, ew, I wouldn't want to date you either. Mm-hmm. If you don't, you're if you don't so think right. you're the biggest fucking catch and bad bitch and like, like, yeah, then why would I, if you don't want to date you, why would I want to date you? Same with guys. When they're like insecure, I'm like, literally like, let me vomit on your face and walk away. No, I 100% agree. It's like confidence so is sexy. It's literally, no, no, no. It is like, and I will say, I learned that from my show. I got so many men. I mean, I literally dated 50. I had celebrities on. I had, you know, people that never go on a live show on or like, you know, I've had so many different men from all over the country 
And like the most consistent thing they said was like, oh, I'm on here because of your confidence. Like that is the most attractive, a woman who's assured in herself. And I literally just told you guys how to fucking do it. It's free. It's maybe feels a little out of body at first, but you need to, you need to realize like why is looking at yourself and telling that person, I love you. Like you're the shit. You're amazing. Like let's fucking go weird. Why is that uncomfortable for you? You need to work through that. Mm-hmm. And it takes work the same way. I don't want to do fucking ab crunches like, ew, <laughs> like it hurts. It's painful. It's weird, you know, but I do want like to feel good in my body. Same. It's the same thing with confidence. No, it's, it's amazing. I love it. One last thing I want to ask you about, and then we're going to get to my advice segment where you're going to help me answer some questions. You're on Siesta Key this upcoming season. Oh, yeah. um, the preview dropped and we see you in it. I know you documented it a little bit on, like, TikTok and stories, like, being on set. Not much, but yeah, you... Yeah, because we weren't allowed to, Yeah, you, but you said, like, yeah. I'm filming for Siesta yeah. Key, which I was surprised you could even say that, to be honest. Me too. I think... <laughs> and then they very quickly were, like, stop posting. I was, like, yeah, posting like, vlogs, like, on TikTok. Yes. Like, yeah. I was actually surprised. I was like, wow, I'm shocked that she's doing this, and then... Because I wasn't giving away any story. No. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um... um how do you know the cast? Could you say that? Yeah, no, I I worked at Refinery as a host basically, and when they were promoting their show, I'd say like three years ago, uh, Juliet and Kelsey came to the studio. I had this like entertainment live show, um, and you know we're really close in age, so we just stayed friends. And it kind of just like I've always like joked like, haha, like what what if I came on a season and um. And then it like really, they were like, no, we actually do want to because they basically, because of COVID, it was very difficult to film in Florida. So they, yeah, they went to this like private island for a month. And I was like, wait, like, yeah, I'm private down. Like, what? Because it was really good timing. Like, my show ended and, and I've always wanted to do reality television, but in a way that was really respectful to like what I've built and what I've done, you know? Mm -hmm. Like, you're not going to be seeing me like fucking 50 dudes on that show. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe one day, <laughs> but like, you know, it was really like important that like, and I came in really as like a friend and like, even when you see the trailer, it's like, people are like, you look like, like the resident therapist. And I was like, I kind of, I kind of was <laughs> yeah, I'm, like giving advice. I like, kind of was yeah. like, and I was friends with everyone. And it, it when I say, and I, I don't know, I didn't sign an NDA. I don't give a shit. When I say like the drama that I witnessed and like, I, it's true, it's real. Like that shit, like it, it was real and it was a lot and it was very emotionally exhausting to I was be part say of, exhausting which was weird because like again i had my phone i had devices you know devices <laughs> i had things to relax and like to also just like escape um i can't even imagine doing a show where you actually have nothing because like whoa but but it was emotionally exhausting and it, it is it's hard it, it's hard because when there's a camera on you you are you're not your you're not your full self. You're, there's there's a different air to you a little bit. I 100 percent agree. Yeah. And so I think there's a lot of confusion of like you know what's going on honestly, but it's going to be an insane season. Like I'm not even just hyping it up. Like I'm like I can't even believe I was a part. When I saw myself in the trailer, I was like, oh my fucking god, what? How it's like I- imposter syndrome. It's like that's me. No. Oh yeah. No. I mean, to be honest, I manifested the fuck out of that. And like, <laughs> I was like, there's none. There's no imposter. That's like that is SFK. It that was just like. Me. You know, I, I'm not really from their world, but I think that yeah. that was actually necessary to have this kind of like, I mean, you'll see how the show plays out, but I think it was good for me to be there. Wait, I'm so excited. It's so fire. I like the show. Yeah. I'm, I'm like big fan of MTV shows. Like, I feel like the reality shows are like the most real of any of this. Like, I don't know. I feel like people that are on MTV reality shows are themselves. People yeah. that go on Bravo 
like they go on one season and then they get like a full facelift and they change completely who they are people on mtv are just like themselves completely and i love that also you know like i went it's funny i become friends with lobo oswards so that's been become like so who's she was on laguna and the hills and like it's, it's crazy like I had dinner with her and she's like I'm so excited for Siesta Key and I'm like I don't think you understand how full circle this is for me that, that like is... I grew up watching you being like I wish I could be on a show like this and now you're telling me you can't wait to see me on it it was like too much of a mind fuck but like you know she did it when she was super young when she started doing it when she was 16 which is like the thing about imagine? being 16 it was pre TikTok and that's why the hills I recommend anyone to watch it I think the hills is actually a really interesting look at reality docu-soaps because it's pre-social media so there is a degree of like what is real, what's not. Yeah. It doesn't really matter because that's all we're getting. Now it's hard to do a reality show. Like you said, I was posting all the time. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? And I was I'm posting with a lot of the girls on the cast. So like are we friends? Are we not? Probably we are friends, yeah, right? Who's feuding? Who's getting along? Oh, that person's not in a picture. They must be fighting. Like it oh my, is no, different. No. I'm also in like a Fiesta Key fan club group on Facebook because <laughs> I just love to see what they say. And like yeah. I I did it right before I went on it. So yeah, like they yeah. think I'm just some random I don't I don't say anything. It's like it's insane. Like it's like it's like FBI investigation of like, oh my god, look, she unfollowed and liked, and I'm like, okay, y'all need like to start like knitting or something. Like you need a project it's that's insane. actually, you know, good and creative and beneficial t- for society, other than like looking at who's following who. But yeah, there's a barstool like fan group on Facebook that I'm a part of, and like today I posted in it because I was like, I want them to all listen to my episode. So good, and everyone's like, you're in here, and it's so funny. Because yeah, I'm sure they bug all out. the posts are like who's dating who blah 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 what's this mean and it's funny because I know all the info but it's just to see them like commenting on every little thing about all the employees that work here I know it's yeah. so funny no I know it's 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 a, it's a scary world that we live in it but. really it really is okay I want to do um we do this segment called ask Alyssa and it's where people write in questions and we give advice Great. so I had a lot of people write in specifically because they knew you were coming on. So oh she said, I'm all about the SFK vibe. It's very much my go-to, but it's not always welcomed in corporate America. <laughs> How does she translate her approach at work? If you're looking for elaboration, I think her go-get-them, self-resilience, empowered attitude is so great. But if you're truly living that sometimes, it could backfire if you work in a higher hierarchy structure or you know tax why can I speak today or you know toxic masculinity is a thing I'm curious to hear her thoughts yeah I think this is tough I think that people have the idea that I'm like Serena fucking Kerrigan like you know all the time like that is a persona I put on the internet that is like you know that is the heightened Lady Gaga version of me yes but at work I'm not like that like I don't like I'm not yelling fuck every five I mean mean, sometimes (laughs) I'm like yeah that idea fucks like let's go but I think it's really about it's again, it really goes back to the relationship with yourself because if you're really um, grounded in who you are and you really feel like a true that you believe in yourself, and you know, if an idea gets knocked or if someone makes you know a really mean comment about your work or who you are or leaves you out of a project, like I don't, I don't know, I'm trying to remember what it was like to yeah. work at a company, but like there's shit that happens, it is, it's, it's tough. When all those things happen, you realize it's not personal, it's business. And you are there to make money and you are there to get yourself ahead. You're not there to make friends. And that distinction was very important for me to make because I came from my sorority house of a company mm-hmm. at the refinery. And it was like very confusing because like I was friends with a lot of people, but no, no one's your friend. They are your coworker. And so I think really just like eyes on the prize there is super important. I, I hope that's helpful. But I really think it's about just like nurturing the relationship with yourself, believing in yourself, and how can you get from A to B 
and not worry so much about like you know sometimes yeah you have to suck up to people sometimes you have to do things that you don't want to do but like what is the ultimate goal I think really writing down your goals like manifesting be like I want to get to here why do I keep pointing like hi I want to get to you but like if I want to get somewhere, how do I get there? And it's a bit of a dance and a performance, but like totally. I come from the PR world and oh, oh boy. It was exact, I mean, yeah. caddy, girls, whatever, all of everything that you mentioned. But I think I agree. Like you have to first of all know who you are. And um I think there's a balance between putting in the work, like don't expect to get things handed Ever. to you. Put in the work and then also at the same time, they'll be assertive and don't get walked all over. And I know it's a fine line because you want to be this like boss bitch that's like, you can't walk all over me, but you also can't expect things to get handed to you either. Yeah. Yeah. I, to- I totally agree. I also think it's like pick your battles. And yeah. also if they push back or if they don't, if they walk, all- then you let it go and you, you just focus on what you can do to advance yourself. Also, I would become friends if they're, you know, it's a very male environment, become friends with friends quote-unquote but become allies with other women because I think that women look around and they're like there's very few of us here so Mm -hmm. how do we like stick together yeah and how can we make a difference together okay awesome next question hi I'm 22 and I've been dating my boyfriend for four years already we are both waiting for marriage to have sex and obviously it's been getting harder and harder to control ourselves so we decided to try and not put ourselves into situations where we would be tempted to have sex aka we try to stay away from it just being us two in his bedroom. Any advice for keeping to this while at the same time not having our relationship get stagnant stagnant and turn almost into a friendship? Also, I love your podcast so much. Blah, blah, blah. Thank you so much for the compliments. Um, when people say that they're not having sex and they're saving themselves, do you think they're doing other things? I would hope so. Because, like, that's the one distinction I wish I knew. I think... I don't know if they're doing other things based off. Because if you're like relig- – if it's for religious purposes, you're probably not giving blowjobs. Like, right. you know what I mean? It's hard. I, I, I personally think that um, – I don't know if I have the right answer here, but I just think this country is way too puritanical, and I just think that – like, I just posted a TikTok with, like, a dildo in it, and people, like, <laughs> had a, had stuff to say. They're like, she's getting too comfortable on this app, <laughs> maybe. But I'm like, why, why, why is – sex so taboo like why like that is literally why we're fucking here on this planet it's too fuck so true literally and i get not wanting to have a child and i get but that's what protection is for so i just like personally like i don't get the like waiting till marriage thing i respect anyone's choice but like yeah it is hard and i think that they're handling it the best way which is they're not putting themselves in situations where they would want to have sex that's exactly but i think they I should think. i would i would be curious what is the reason like what is the real reason I have a hard time I don't because know. I wouldn't – it's not a choice yeah. that I made. But I respect it. I respect, I'm not knocking. Oh, 100%. Like, to each their own. And I think a lot of it comes from um, from listening to other podcasts and people talk about this stuff. I think a lot of it comes from religion and, like, yeah. the shame around. But like, the church instills the shame. Correct, but that's why. Like, I'm not shaming them. I'm shaming, like, the shame. Like, shame. why? Yeah. Why, why is this shameful? Like, guys, like, it's, like, it's truly a beautiful thing. And it's, like, it's also the reason we're here. It's to procreate. No, not saying that everyone so right. has to, but, like, you know, I really, like, I just, I really don't, my mom's from Argentina, like, you know, the way that sex is portrayed and talked about in, in, in Latin America versus here, it's just, like, it's just, it's so taboo and, and shameful here. I don't believe in that. I believe, like, women having sex and people having sex is it it's just it shouldn't it's not a big deal sorry no it's and the concept of virginity is fake like there's that is a social construct that was made so there would be conversations like that 
like, oh my God, I have to, no, it's fake. Like, it's just, it's just fucking, that's all it is. <laughs> just fucking. So our advice is keep doing what you're doing. Yeah. Um, I mean, yeah, don't put yourself in situations that you feel like you're going to cross the line. Also, I think you said you're 22. Like, I mean, hormones are probably raging. So and four years is a long time. But it, hey, or get married, get, tell that motherfucker to hurry up. Well, that's what I was <laughs> Put saying. a ring on it. Go get a hitched girl. Let's do it. I feel like people that save themselves for marriage always get married earlier. Of course they do because they want to <laughs> fuck. So why don't they just fuck? Yeah, they're dying. They're why don't like, they just fuck? I don't get it. Whatever. They're like, we're married. Um, okay. Last one. I've been seeing, I've been seeing a guy for the past five years on and off. We had a title in the beginning, but after we broke up the first time, we didn't rekindle things until a year later. We see each other almost every day now. Everything has been going really well recently. We act like boyfriend-girlfriend, yet he's holding back on giving me a title. Mm-mm. Am I asking for too much? What should I do? You're never asking for too much, but I have, a, I have my best TikTok I've ever made. If it's not a fuck yes, it's a no. I've been in so many situationships where it's like, well, like if, if he just he just got out of a relationship or like he's just like wants to mm-hmm. take it slow or like, no, men are very black and white. They're fucking dumb. They are. It's amazing. It's actually incredible <laughs> when they want something. They literally it's like point A to B. Women is like kind of like a zigzag spaghetti crazy like, you know, like we were more complex. Men are very there. If he wanted to, he would. You know, I think that like if it's if you're acting like boyfriend and girlfriend and he's expecting the, you know, the rewards of being mm-hmm. your boyfriend. Right. Yeah. Then like, honestly, I would bring it up. And but it's going to require you to be willing to walk away, which you should walk away if he's not giving you commitment. Yeah. Because why would you want to be with someone who doesn't commit? I, whenever I ask my dad advice, like from a dude's perspective, like if I were to ask him this, he'd be like, he doesn't like you enough. A hundred percent. He just doesn't like you that much. Cause that's because that's just a man. Because, like- because a man, when they want a woman and they want the woman to be, because we are prizes. Like we fucking, because you have to go back to like hunter gatherers. Like literally like, we, you know, women would be at home with the baby or whatever. And like the men would go out and hunt. They want, they don't want a dead deer. They don't want the deer that's like, yeah, she's like kind of my girlfriend, but like, I don't, you know, they want the deer that's like doesn't want anything to do with him that's chasing that's Mm. going that's with her career sense of self like you know doesn't give a fuck about him that's the deer he wants to hunt down so yeah I don't think it's a fuck yes I think and I don't believe in ultimatums but I believe in being like but why look this well I think you could have an ultimatum but not if your purpose is to like threaten them like I think you have to actually be attached to the outcome of leaving them a hundred percent that's what I mean like if you say And I did this. Like, I think I, people do it, but then they stick around if they don't oh, no, like the Oh, no. So I did this last summer. Like, I was in love with my best friend. And he gave me a lot of signals that suggested he was too. But but I kept saying, but he's just too scared. Mm-hmm. And he just doesn't want to cross the friendship there. Yeah. He loves me too. And he actually said, he was like, I just love you too much. I can't. And I was like, oh, well, if he loves me already, then I'm like, how hard can it be? You know? <laughs> so I was like, I'll just give him time. No. It got to a point where I was so – because then he started – then one day we went out to dinner and I thought it was a date. And he was like, yeah, like I'm seeing this girl later. And I literally was like, oh, no, no, horrible. So I, I, I literally I went to the mirror of the bathroom and I actually recorded myself on my phone. I said, you got to fucking do it. Just do it. Just rip it off like I did it. And I went up to him and I said, is this going anywhere? Because if it's not, if we're not – if you're not going to take, you know, our friendship to the next level, which is what I want, then we can't talk anymore. And I haven't talked to him – it's almost been a year and not because like I hate him or I feel I needed to remove myself from a situation that is toxic that is toxic that in between limbo stage that is not what you deserve you deserve someone who's all in and honestly he started dating someone new and I'm like see he just didn't like me that much exactly he was ready because because that's exactly that's the thing and 
And that's what I mean. It's all good. Make an ultimatum, but stick to it. You can't be like, bring it up and then still stay with them with no title. You have to be like in your head. Ask yourself, why would you want to be with someone who doesn't want to commit to you? That's crazy. It's my biggest thing. There's a million people on this fucking earth. Trust me, I dated 50 guys this year. There are a lot of guys. (laughs) Hot guys, great guys. Like you or women. You know, I don't want to be heteronormative, but like there's you're, you're gonna find your person but you have to work on the relationship with yourself and know that you're worthy of someone who's all in 100 percent. fuck yes i what you just said i always say i like all the time my motto is like if you don't want to be with me i don't even want to i want nothing to do right. with so it's you. great when they ghost you it's the best i think ghosting is a blessing because they're like i mean obviously i think it could be done better but yeah. i think it's them being like it's not it i'm like great i don't want to be roped in on date four and then you're like eh, I don't think I'm like no don't waste my fucking time because time is the most valuable thing we never get back so I, I love on. it you're you're a gem you have so much wisdom I feel like a prophet sometimes I, it's, like, it's like I don't know where it comes was from. I like a different in a different life like a <laughs> sometimes I feel I'm like what am I even saying where did I get this from <laughs> but like, I really like I really I'm I feel like it is my purpose mm-hmm. to say all these things to communicate this to women and be like no no you were the fucking shit you're never peaking and you deserve the world well could i just say you have a big platform now but you're gonna be doing this on a much bigger platform one day honey we know it. it's it's like a world's fucking takeover yeah like it's happening (laughs) and i see it yeah and i'm really i'm really excited for you oh and congrats on being recognized for a webby yeah i know we are webby honoree for the for the social weird category see so stay weird bitches just be yourself like be unapologetically you and you're 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 so fine you're amazing where could everyone follow you, follow your show, all of the things? See you on Siesta Key. <laughs> Siesta Key airs May 12th, I think, at 8 p.m. on MTV. I'm, I don't think I'm on the first episode, but who knows. Um, and then Serena Kerrigan, Let's Fucking Date across all platforms. I love it. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. You're the shit. Fucking love you. <laughs> love you. See, TikTok brought us together. Let's yes, go. it really did. Guys, how amazing was that interview? She is a boss. Like I said, I am so excited. We're going to grab dinner and obviously, you know, spill the tea as I do with all my guests. But before I spill the celeb tea today, I want to tell you guys a little bit more about Kendra Scott. You guys know I've been wearing this brand for five years or so. I got all my sister's bridesmaids, Kendra Scott earrings and bracelets when I was the maid of honor in her wedding. I'm giving my mom something from them for Mother's Day. I mean, I'm just like such a big fan of the brand. And if you're looking for a gift for your mom, you could also shop the number one destination, Kendra Scott. They have beautifully crafted jewelry that gives back. You can engrave different things. You could choose different birthstone colors, diamonds, literally exactly whatever your mom wants for Mother's Day. You can customize it from Kendra Scott. You can get 20% off using code PUBLICITY, P-U-B-L-Y-S-S-I-T-Y, live through May 7th. Exclusions apply. Again, it's 20% off. That's huge, guys. Using code PUBLICITY through May 7th. Again, if you're last minute getting your mom something for Mother's Day, get on it, girls, because this is a great gift, and I feel like your mom will be as obsessed as me. All right, guys, let's spill the tea. Okay, so I don't think we talked about last week the fact that Tristan cheated on Chloe because I feel like this broke after our episode, but some things unfolded last night that I 
feel we need to talk about. So, you guys, I'm trying to think how to articulate this nicely because you know I don't like being mean. There is a certain type of person that sleeps with a celebrity and then runs their mouth about it. Yes. And doesn't stop running their mouth about it. And that is Sydney whatever, Tristan Thompson's alleged mistress. Mm -hmm. It's like she wants her 15 minutes and she's getting it and she is thriving in it. And to me, that's like really gross. It's like, let's say she did sleep with him. Fine. DM Chloe privately and tell her and be a girl's girl. Yeah. And be like, hey, look, your man cheated on you. Right. The fact that she's continuously like running her mouth about this. Yeah is so gross to me Mm -hmm. it's like either you made it up and you're doing it for clout or it's true and you're still doing it for clout right and it's also not like she didn't know I mean Tristan and Chloe have a very public relationship when they're together so it's not like one of those situations where he lied to her about it like oh I'm not whatever she knows that they have a child that they've been together so you're in the wrong too it's like and it's like why is this women that do this and not even to put down women, men, anyone that does this, mm-hmm. is this the kind of clout you want? Right, yeah. Is this what you want to be known for? I don't understand. Yeah. So she, um, this is new. Most of you probably haven't even heard this because it's not really like super mainstream yet. Last night, Sunday, she um, was, her friend was recording a live Instagram. Like, you know, you go live on Instagram. Yeah. And Sydney's talking shit about Chloe and Tristan. Oh, my God pretending she doesn't know they're live and then it cuts to her and she's like oh you're live whatever now that everyone heard what I said I'm just gonna continue oh my god it's like okay that's bullshit make it a little more obvious don't you (laughs) yeah it's like come on so let me pull it up this is what she like allegedly said um Okay, I found the news article. So it says, during an Instagram Live that was recorded on April 8th. Oh, my God. They say, stunning model, Sydney Chase. This is, like, why UK reporting is so... They, like, glamorize the the cheater. Yeah, Mm -hmm. Um, She read out messages to her friends that were allegedly from Tristan, pretending to not know she was live, reading these messages. Oh, my God. And then this is her reading it. She said, Tristan Thompson just said, send me a picture of your blank Tristan literally said yes baby I like that I want to see what they look like I'm curious you got me excited to come back then she noticed her friend Erica was recording and said oh yeah this is on live I'm about to fuck myself in the blank oh well it's fine might as well at this point oh it's life Uh uh-huh I ain't signed nothing you did what you did that's on you Tristan banged me I did not bang him what? First of all, like, it takes two to tango unless yeah. you're alleging something else went Yeah, on. I was going to say, unless you weren't, like, consenting. That's yeah. a whole other story, though. Yeah. And then she goes on to say that she, okay, oh, this is this is dirty. She went on to say that Tristan thought she looked like his first baby mama, Jordan Craig. Apparently, Chloe is not his type, but I'm his type. What? He wanted the status and to be able to keep the status, but I looked just like his ex. His baby mama, he just called me and told me, you're what I like. What? And I'm like, you're with someone. So now she's admitting she knows he's with someone. Right. Yeah. That's where it's like, why are you, why are you putting the spotlight on yourself when you're just in the wrong? If if she says she knew, then she's just in the wrong. Oh, and then it gets better because then 
she posted on her Instagram story Khloe Kardashian DMing her. Oh, I did see that. I was a little confused. I didn't know what was happening. She blurred out what Khloe said, but just shows like an incoming DM saying Khloe Kardashian saying, hi, Sydney, comma. And then she blurred out what Khloe said and she posted it to her story and then she deleted it. It's like, how much pain are you trying to cause people? Stop. Right. Yeah. I don't get it. Yeah, I know. It's It just doesn't make sense that she would want attention for something like this. And also, this is not to say that, like, Tristan isn't in the wrong. Like, oh, he's, 100%. he's always been in the wrong, but, like, she also knew, too. So it's kind of like a two-way street. I guess it's more just, like, 100% Tristan's, like, so in the wrong. But yeah. I guess my point Which is... Which everyone knows that already. It's like, why are you so publicly trying to keep this going at the expense of, like, the kids are involved. Like, they're going to have to see these things online. Like, right. if you really are a woman and you care about the other woman involved, mm-hmm. you would handle this offline. Yeah, exactly. It just is tacky to me. Yeah. But it's, like, very clear the way she's doing it is that she's only doing it for clout. There's no other reason that she would be doing these things. That's why it just really rubs me the wrong way. It's like, this isn't the way to do it, girl. Start a TikTok. Like, start yeah. an OnlyFans. Do yeah. your thing. <laughs> right, yeah. Like, get the clout if you want it, but not this way. This is not the right way Such to do it. Such a bad look. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. And then like Chris Harrison like dropped this like really sketchy post like kind of insinuating him and Lauren Zima got married. Yeah. But like not. Uh, they were. It was a black and white photo. She looked to be wearing what appeared to be a wedding dress. And then they like had this like weird like ominous caption. And then everyone from Bachelor Nation is like congratulations question mark. Like mm-hmm. not really sure. Yeah. And they, like, just never cleared it up. And he was like, I think he made a comment that was like, oh, I guess you can't post a photo, like, at your friend's wedding or something. Like, everyone's, like, it's coming like, at your throat. I was like, wait, what? You literally, like, looked like you were getting married. It's like, you knew what you were doing. Yeah, exactly. Like, he 100% knew what he was doing. Yeah. Um. So that was odd. I guess they're not married. I was kind of thinking, though. I kind of think it's cool to not say you're engaged and then just get married. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's kind of like, what's the point of an engagement, honestly? I know. Yeah. It's just like prolonging. I get I get it because yeah. you have to plan the wedding. Right. But if you know and you're like a couple that wants to elope, you could really just go from dating to marry. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You don't like sure. need to be engaged for a year. No. Especially now with like COVID and everything, people are really like lessening weddings and stuff like that so it's just like yeah if if someone got married it wouldn't by themselves or with a couple other people it wouldn't be like oh surprise like a surprise it's just like that's how the times are now it's so true Mm -hmm. I know that's why it didn't really surprise me but I was also like we're I don't know also with everything that he has going on too it's kind of like Maybe this would distract from it. Maybe that could be his thought process or something. And I was also thinking, like, maybe they got, in, like, maybe it made them closer. Yeah, yeah. She helped him through it. Yeah. Or, like, they bonded <laughs> over it or something. Yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> that was my theory. <laughs> um, Vanderpump Rules is coming back, oh which God. excited because all of the Vander babies are born. Yes. Like, they're mm-hmm. all born. Yeah. Um, Vanderpump Rules is a hibbly for me at the moment yeah. because I used to love it. I think reality TV stars get to a point where they're too famous. Yeah. That they outgrow the storylines in the show. Yeah. Like, they're not waiters or waitresses. They live in mansions. Like, they've kind of outgrown it. So I think the show needs to adapt and change with the times. Yeah. 
it's not like as authentic as it was when it first started totally because yeah they're all pretty much like mega stars now yeah so I think it will be interesting to see how that plays out but I am excited to see them as like moms I know yeah I I'm obsessed with that show (laughs) so that's coming back um there was also a little like poosh video that Courtney did sponsored by Kendall's tequila brand and what was funny about that was that they were doing like a game of truth or dare and um Courtney told Kendall to call Chris and tell her she's pregnant oh my god and Chris was like so Chris Jenner she was like okay honey like okay it's up to you whatever you want to do but like obviously as your mother I'm super excited for yeah. you like yeah. she's like so Chris yeah yeah and then oh Kendall's god. like mom like I'm kidding yeah and then the other dare was that Kendall had to call the family and tell them she was engaged and this is what has the internet the internet's buzzing because she said like under her breath she's like okay like I'll tell them I'm engaged but it's honestly like not that far-fetched oh interesting and then the whole family was like thrilled oh my gosh so it just goes to show her relationship with Devin Booker is like probably really serious yeah and you know she's always been like really under wraps with her relationships but Mm -hmm. she's definitely been a little bit more public with this one yeah which makes me think like she kind of thinks this is the one right because if she's more public with it then it's like yeah serious thing she always said I won't be public with my relationships unless I know it's like going somewhere yeah and she like posted for Valentine's Day and now by them all being like we were so excited for you we thought you actually were engaged oh my gosh yeah so like they approve right yeah that like insinuates that they are waiting for it to happen too yeah so it just gave you insight into Kendall's life the fact that she could be pregnant, she could be engaged, and, like, everyone's on board. Mm-hmm. I feel like for her, having a friend like Haley and Justin Bieber that are married, and then having Gigi Hadid and Zane who have a child, yeah. she's probably starting to feel like, and her sister Kylie has a baby, she's probably feeling like, even though she's young, all of her friends are in that next stage, and I bet she's wanting to take it as well. Right, yeah, for sure. That's like, just She's got to, like, catch up a little bit almost. Yeah. Even though she doesn't, but, no, but she I, might feel like that way. I also think when you're a celebrity and you grow up so fast, mm-hmm. she probably feels like closer to 30 than she does like 23 yeah, or whatever. Exactly. Yeah, for sure. Like she's way more mature than most people her age. Yeah, that's what I would think. Um, are you caught up on The Circle? I, I don't think so. I was watching it last night. And uh, it it like went to play next episode oh. and then we like stopped. So I don't know how many I am behind, but... So I won't, you can, you I won't spoil anything. Matter, no, no. I just want to give my my new predictions. Or like not even predictions, just who I like. Um, my thoughts on Chloe have completely changed. I really like her now. Oh, me too. Yes, a hundred percent. In the beginning I liked it in love I didn't love that she was coming in because I feel like it should give someone an opportunity that doesn't already have opportunity. Yeah, that's true. And I felt like she already has social media success and yeah, followers. Right. So I still actually do feel that way, although I think she's probably playing the best game. I think that I'd like to see someone else win the money because I believe she's young enough to still make the money through social media yeah. and other show opportunities. Yeah, for sure. Because she's only 21. Exactly. Yeah. So I'd rather kind of see someone else come in and win that mm-hmm. like needs the money more maybe yeah not to say she doesn't need it no because yeah. you don't know anyone's financial situation right I just think she'll have uh, other opportunities to be in the limelight and make yes. money yeah that said I 
think I'm completely team Trevor. I think she deserves the money yeah. because she has a family mm-hmm. and a baby mm-hmm. and she lives in New York, which I know is just an expensive place. I think she's playing a flawless game. No one thinks Trevor's a woman. No, no one. I just watched the episode where it was the the basketball players and she was like, I have to get this right. I have to get this right or else they'll know. And she got it right. It was like incredible. I was like, yeah, you go To girl. be honest. I only recognized one. I, I knew Scottie Pippen of all of oh, them. Oh, wait, yeah. You, like, <laughs> Michael Jordan was in there. <laughs> which is, like, the hardest. I couldn't tell in the picture it was Michael Jordan for some reason. Because yeah. it was, like, the side of his face. Yeah. I'm like, oh, Scottie Pippen. I'm like, mm-hmm. why is that the one I yeah, know? that was the one that I didn't know. I, like, knew it was him after they said it. But I couldn't think of it just, like, looking at the That's photo. That's how I felt about Dennis Rodman. Like, once they said it, I'm like, oh, duh. All right, obviously. But, like, I just don't think his name would have popped into my mind. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, But... But she is playing, like, a really good game. And I think, too, like, you think, oh, the catfishes are, like, bad people because they're catfishing. But she is genuinely a good person. And also, like, yes, she's lying about her photos and stuff, but Mm -hmm. she still has a child. Mm -hmm. She grew up a single parent, too. So to an extent. And there was a moment, I think this was back in the beginning, where Savannah was talking about how she was raised by a single parent, too. And she kind of opened up to her and and Trevor, or I don't even know her (laughs) real name. She was like, okay, I kind of feel bad now because, like, like I'm lying to her, but yeah. but there is some truth to it. So I think that's why it's easy for her to like play that game. 100%. So I am completely team Trevor mm-hmm. at this point. Um, I think as the episodes progress, you'll see even more that like she's just playing a flawless game, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, I absolutely love River. Yes. But again... I don't think River needs the money as much because mm-hmm. he said something like they asked him a question, what would you spend the money on? Yeah. And he goes, I'm going to get a pool. Oh. And I'm like, if you're just like needing 100K for a pool, yeah. give it to someone that actually like wants to put like a down payment on a house. Right, yeah. Like I just feel like he's an established man mm-hmm. with like he's a successful author. Yeah. Like I would just like – also, guys, like, I could be so wrong. Like, I don't know these people's financial situations. But just watching the show, like, I really want someone deserving yeah. of, like, the money. Right. But I also do think he's playing a really good game. Yeah. So, I don't know. I think right now my front, like, my top three are, I think her name is Delisha. But we're just going to call it Trevor okay, for the sake yeah, of I you guys. I don't know any other real names. Yeah. I think Trevor, River, and um, Chloe are p- playing the best games. But I also love the new guy, John. Oh, yes. I just got to that. It's played that by part, Emily and Lance. Yes, that part is hysterical. When they walked into the same room thinking that they were going to see other people and they were like, wait, who are you? And the fact that they were also both both catfishes, so they had no idea who they were. Yeah. Oh, my God. That was also, hysterical. Like, no offense, but like Lance sucks. Oh, yeah. She, like she doesn't. She's, like, not playing a game at all, I feel like. It's, like, Emily. I'm calling them just by their name. Yeah, because like, Emily's know running the show. Yes, yes. Playing John. Yeah. And Lance is just, like, yeah, yeah, that sounds good. Exactly. Like, anytime he goes say something, she's, like, perfect, perfect, send it, send it. Yeah, I'm, like, come on, give some input. Right, yeah, I know. But that dynamic just, like, cracks me up. Yeah, and I was so sad when River was, like, oh, maybe Lance will come visit me. He was so excited. <laughs> and then and then still, even when he found out Lance was a catfish, he was, like, well, she said he'll she'll introduce us, so yeah. I'm holding her to that. Yeah. Oh, my God. It's such a good show. So those are um, – I think the finale might be this week, actually. Oh, really? Yeah. I'll so comes out Wednesdays. Um, that is my update on The Circle. Temptation Island wrapped. Oh, so good, guys. So good. Go watch Temptation Island. I mean, 
If you want good reality TV, I think The Bachelor could take a page from their book. Oh, wow. Like, it is good. Yeah. Yeah, it's just no drama, mm-hmm. effortlessly diverse. Like, there's no, like, talking about God. So, I don't know. Like, I feel like The Bachelor tries to be so, like, holy and, like, perfect. Yeah. And that's why when they do things that ruffle the mold of, like, this perfect ABC show, mm-hmm. it gets, like, derailed. Yes. Whereas, like, these other shows aren't pretending to be perfect. No. They're just being messy. Yeah. And that works better. Mm-hmm. Because, yeah. like, they're just effortlessly messy because it's real life shit. Right, exactly. And I feel like The Bachelor 2 started so long ago. And, like, so so many things have changed in the world exactly. since The Bachelor started. And they're still holding on to that. It's, like, because they're still trying to make The Bachelor, like, this polished yeah, reality like show. Everyone's perfect. Yes, but, like, these other shows, it's just, like, people being real. Yes. And, like, they're not as polished, but it's better TV because it's real life people. Exactly. That's, like, um, I always say that about Are You the One on yes. MTV. Like, sometimes they get so ratchet on that show, but it's so genuine. And it's, it's like, just you're who like, they are. These people are insane, but it's so much fun to watch it. That's how I feel about Temptation Island. Like, yeah. it's just like it's a dating show that's doing all the right things. And that's how I felt about even like Love Island US this year. It's all of the things that people want from The Bachelor because they're just like doing it naturally versus like forcing themselves to like change with the times. They just are with the times. Yeah, exactly. They're just, just naturally. Yeah, it's effortlessly, like you said. Yeah. Okay, guys. I spilled a lot of tea. <laughs> um, that's it for this week's episode. Don't forget, merch goes live Tuesday, 8 p.m. Cop yours. Follow Tea with Publicity on Instagram. Publicity on Instagram, TikTok, everything. And also, please, if you're loving the pod, leave a five-star rating and a written review. I love reading your reviews. They touch my soul. And um, it's the best way to support me and support the podcast.